0: You can eat your the debunking the marshmallow test. The Stanford marshmallow experiment is probably the most famous study in delayed gratification. In 1972, a group of kids was asked to make a simple choice. You can eat this marshmallow now or wait 15 minutes and receive a second treat. In the paper, the researchers highlighted two significant findings. First, not physically seeing the bigger reward made it easier for the children to wait longer. Second, using distraction, strategies also had a positive impact on how long the children managed to wait. They made up quite songs, hid their head in their arm, pounded the floor with their feet, fiddle playfully and teasingly with the signal bell, verbalize the contingency played to the ceiling, and so on. In one dramatically effective self-destruction technique, after obviously experiencing much agitation, a little girl rested her head, sat limply, relaxed herself and proceeded to fall asleep. While this first study was interesting, what made famous was the follow-up study conducted in the 80s and 90s, where well, another group of researchers found some correlations between the results of the original marshmallow test and the success of the children many years later. In particular, children who showed higher level of self-control during the marshmallow test tended to have higher SAT score as teenagers. Because of this phenomenon, up studies many people think that kids who show self- restraint will turn out to be more successful adults, and teaching patients to a kid may help them achieve similar benefits, but there are many problems with these studies. Correlation is not co. The researchers from the original study themselves have been unhappy about the way they work was interrupted, interpreted. The idea that your child is doomed if she chooses not to wait for her marshmallow is really a serious misinterpretation," said Walter Michaels, who by near the concept of marshmallow test. A serious issue, the study first the replication test to the credit means Michel and his colleague made the fragility of the study very clear in the 1990s paper, citing a small sample size, low variance, and the potential importance of many other factors, such as home environment, which were not accounted for in the study. So it's surprising it took more than 60 years for another team to put this study to the test. Tyler Watts, a psychology professor at New, worked with his team to analyze data collected by the U.S. National Institute of Health in the 1990s with more than 904 years-old kids. While the Maslow test used with the Any sample was shorter, 7 minutes instead of 15 minutes. The principles were the same. There are two aspects which make this data more interesting, though. First, the sample size. Almost a thousand kids versus few were done a hundred with the older studies second the diversity of the sample itself while the older studies were conducted with kids from wealthy and educated families the children's parents were professor at stanford the new study focused on kids whose mother did not attend college the results are a brow to the original marshmallow studies. Once the researchers control for a factor such as family background, the correlation between self-control at age 4 and such score at 15 completely vanishes. In the world of the researchers, if you have two kids who have the same background environment, they get the same kind of parenting, they are the same ethnicity, some gender, they have a similar form environment, they have similar early cognitive ability, then if one of them is able to delay gratification and the other one isn't, that does that matter, a study says probably not. Abundance breeds patience. So why are some kids able to delay gratification, and others just eat the marshmallow? The new study suggests a simple explanation. It suggests that the capacity to hold out for a second marshmallow is shaped in large part by a child's social and economic background, and, in turn, that background, not ability to delay gratification, is what keeps be, what behind kids' long-term success, writes Jessica Galarco. First, from the child perspective, when you're not even sure the one marshmallow you have been given won't disappear, why take the risk to wait for a second marshmallow? Children growing in poorer households are more likely to have this short process. Second, from the parent perspective, why not indulge my kid when I can? While well, wealthier parents will tend to teach their children to work for the bigger reward, lower income parents might use any opportunity to make their kid happier in the short term. A kid's capacity to delay gratification is not a predictor for success as an adult. It's the socioeconomic background instead which has the largest impact on their future. We should stop scolding children who seem to be impatient. Impatience is a sign of uncertainty about the future. Willpower is overrated. For the longest time, scientists thought self control was a measure of willpower. The more willpower the easier to resist the temptations, but recent study made the case against using willpower as a means to achieve one's goals. In a study which followed more than two hundred people during one week, researchers administered a survey to measure self control, with statements such as I'm good at resisting temptations, or I can easily keep it a secret, then reported on the the in-the-moment desired temptations and self-control level throughout the week. The findings were surprising. The people who were the best at self-control according to the initial survey reported fewer temptations throughout the week. To put it another way, the people who said they had excellent self-control didn't need to use it as much. The If you will power is not the answer, how can you increase your self-control as an adult? Turning have to into one to. Whether your goal is to eat healthier, exercise, or study, make fun so it doesn't feel like a curl. Some people use gamification or to pay up with a body. Experiment to figure out what makes the task more enjoyable. Building better habits. That's why habits are so powerful. They become automatic, which can be bad when we have developed habits such as snacking all day long or smoking. All can be good, such as the habit of drinking water or meditating. Instead of relying on willpower, design better habits, routines, and rituals. Managing temptations finally make it easier to stick to these goals. Trying to eat healthy, stock up on healthy. Foods. Train to exercise. Put your running shoes right next to your door and put the TV remote away so it's not in plain sight. Trying to read more. Put books around the house on your bedside table in the living room in the bathroom. Tempt yourself into achieving your goals. Unknowledge that you are human. Your willpower is both extremely limited and a terrible tool to achieve your goal. Instead, design an environment and build habits which will make it much easier to stick to your resolution. And if yourself or a child sometimes fail at delaying gratification, don't beat yourself up. A temporary lack of self-control is not predictive of future success. Let it go and just get back on track.